Welcome to the Into the Wilderness podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Pace. I'm currently by myself in the studio because Byron is away. He's normally with me here. And on this week's podcast, we're actually going to be bringing you the live show that we did back in December, which is available on YouTube. And you can see us in the, our little studio discussing with people that were calling in. And uh, so I'll go into a bit more into the live show in a second. But the plan is to basically bring you the first part of the live show this week. And in two weeks time, we'll bring you the second part of the live show. Now, for those who don't know what the live show was, we streamed us live on YouTube. And anyone was anyone that wanted could call in and discuss topics. We had a huge amount of topics that we kind of set out. But it went astray, uh, which was a good thing. We went off topics many times, so there was a huge array of things discussed. All of them, I actually can't remember. But uh, to give you an idea of of some of the things that were discussed, you know, we discussed John Muir Trust, Hunt Sabs, Tail Docking, Ricky Gervais, social media responsibility consequences. Uh, what else did we uh, discuss? We, we, biodiversity we discussed the films that we've been involved in we've also we're discussing our series a small amount of our series that we are a way to launch actually very soon we just released a trailer which we talked about in actually the last podcast so if you haven't seen our trailer already get onto youtube or vimeo or our facebook page and have a look at that uh, our our trailer we'll be releasing another trailer a slightly extended version to because uh, I would say that the trailer we just released was kind of just like a theatrical trailer. It was 40 seconds long and it was literally just glimpses of of what we've actually been up to uh, over the last few months filming. So the next one will actually have, um, I guess, a more of a feel of w- what the content's going to be, a bit more talking in it. And you'll actually get to see the clips longer than five, you know, three, four seconds like the last one, which is good. Now, don't forget that we have now, in fact, got a new Facebook page. Uh, We launched a new Facebook page, Podcast Into the Wilderness page. Uh, We also still have our Pace Brothers Into the Wilderness page. And like we said on the last podcast, the only reason why we did that was uh, there's maybe some people that like our Pace Brothers Into the Wilderness page, but don't necessarily want to see the content about the podcast page, which is understandable. You might like one, you might not like the other. Uh, so we're just trying to keep them separate. So get on to get onto Facebook and like the podcast Into the Wilderness page because the Pace Brothers page has a huge amount of people on it now and we're just slowly building the podcast page now and it's uh, it's a much easier way for us to put content in front of you and for you to contact us. Now, if you do want to contact the show for anything whatsoever, if suggestions, in fact, we have had in the last week, two weeks, we've had uh, three or four people contact us with uh, different suggestions for discussions that they would like talked about on on the show and that you know they've said oh we would like this discussed and so we think about okay who's the best person to discuss this we get in contact with them and they're coming on the show so it does work if you have a topic that you want uh, talked about we will look into getting a person that is knowledgeable um, or you know heavily involved in it and we'll get them on the show and then you can enjoy it that's 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 the plan anyway now the the podcast itself as usual can be downloaded on itunes and stitcher stitcher is for android um, devices but it also works on 
Apple devices as well. Sorry, I was losing my mind there. Uh, it's also on SoundCloud and YouTube as well. SoundCloud, you can also download and stream, but you can only download on a desktop, i.e. a computer. Um, and then YouTube, that's self-explanatory. Now, uh, we said this in the last podcast, we are bringing improvements. So obviously not this show because it was actually recorded in um, December. Uh, in fact, I lied. This show is actually live um, online. So you can actually view this show on our YouTube channel. So if you just type in Pace Brothers Into the Wilderness, that YouTube channel um, itself has all our, it's got our pilot episode on it. It has every single podcast that we've um, done so far um, on it as well. But nothing happens on them. So it's just a podcast and a blank screen up until the the live show, which is actually, you can see us talking in the studio. So the, the, the future plan is once we've done these basically once we've got these two weeks out the way or three weeks out the way our plan is to start recording all of our shows to put on youtube just to make it a bit more entertaining for you guys because that was one of the suggestions that we got uh, last year uh well it wasn't really a suggestion someone um said basically on youtube that they didn't enjoy the show because there was nothing to watch less polite than that though but anyway we do listen it doesn't matter how polite you are or unpolite you are we do listen so uh the feedback is appreciated and we do try and improve it so watch out for youtube in the next coming weeks for the actual shows being put up on there and you can see us discussing stuff in the studio uh and when guests come in you can see them as well so this podcast is brought to you by the scottish association for country sports and I hope you enjoy this live podcast. And just like that, we're live. We are. This is our uh, first ever live stream of our Into the Wilderness podcast, which is rather exciting. The The format of today is actually going to be very informal, so... Hopefully, we're going to get people calling in on different topics that we're going to be discussing throughout the, the whole show. Um, and you, you can talk about anything. Any opinion is valid. Yeah, any country-related topic, we're going to tackle pretty much everything. And to kick us off, we've got a guest um, who has been seen probably most well-known on Field Sports Channel. And Kai is on the phone with us. Kai, how are you doing on this rather wet night? Is it wet down where you are? <laughs> very well, thank you very much. Very well. I'm well. I'm further down south than you, and not as flooded. But no, everything's all good. Thank you. Now, tell me, you you're on Field Sports Channel. How long have you been doing that? I can't quite remember when you first got there. Um, the Field Sports Channel has been from early on this year. Really, I started off with Team Wild last year, um, and just purely just by accident, I started off doing the game first because of my catering company um, last uh, at Kelmarsh. And uh, Team Wild approached me and said that I'd be interested. So I started doing a few bits of them, enjoyed it very much, and um, went on from there. I then decided to go to Field Sports Channel. Uh, I've got a good, I've got a good relationship with David and James and Charlie. Um, David is uh, local to me as well. I've worked with him before years ago with Mark Gilchrist. Oh, of course. Who's yeah. some ferret? Yeah, um in the in the Kent Marshes. So I've I've always had a bit of a connection there and. Uh, me and David seem to get on well together. We work quite well. And from then on, we just started this new series called Hunt and Cook. I say new. It's been out for a few months now. Yeah, no. And then it's seen- I've actually seen some. I've actually seen some of that. Um, and it's uh, really good. It, it really goes back to 
um, I guess, raw, raw hunting. And, and the reason for doing it in the first place, uh, one in particular that springs to mind is what you did in, now was it Norway you were in when you did the reindeer? Yes. Yeah, that was an absolutely amazing experience. And to be honest, I was quite lucky because I have a good friend um, I call Trigger. You've seen, probably seen some of the videos. He's my good Norwegian friend and he's an expert with deer management as well. Um, but he has friends that live um, in uh, the remotest parts of Norway who they, um, every year they go reindeer stalking. So I was quite privileged to be able to, to join them on this um, on this hunt. And it's one of those things that I would say that money can't buy because it's literally was a great company and it was just an amazing experience. And apparently, according to those guys, the footage that we got from that particular hunt was something that some people wouldn't see in like 10, 15 years. Oh, I mean, we did, we got some, and David couldn't make that trip, so we were winging it in the way that um, my friend Trigger, luckily he had a bit of camera savvy on him, and he could operate a camera, and I could operate a camera as well. And together we made this footage, and, and you know, of these reindeer. You can see them coming over the mountains, like, it was literally like an army, at one point, we were waiting for two days, just waiting and waiting, waiting, not seeing anything. And obviously, you've got the glaciers at the top there, and just mountains, absolutely stunning scenery. And all of a sudden, you just see this massive like wave of these reindeer coming coming on the glacier pass. And then we had to run basically parallel with them and kind of almost like cut them off and take our chance when we could, because we've only got two tags. Um, and luckily, we were able to fulfill both those tags during the week. But we took um, we took a nice reindeer buck, and the local, the guys there who've been doing it every year was teaching me basically how they do the carcass preparation up on the hillside. That which was is phenomenal. Uh, I, when I watched, in fact, we're gonna we're gonna find it and we're gonna live uh, live link the, the the link to that video. But yeah, that carcass preparation was I've never actually quite seen anything like it before. Just for yeah. uh, sorry, we're just going to say just for uh, people listening because uh, we can see on the screen to the right of us, uh, we're the viewers are going up, so people are watching. So thank you very much for joining yeah, in. Yeah, big big um, thank you. We will be putting stuff up throughout the the show on the podcast into the wilderness page, uh, and Facebook we'll, page. Facebook page. So we'll be continuing to put up links of stuff that's being discussed throughout the the, the program and uh, various other things that. Anything, anything that's discussed, we're going to try and put up on the Facebook page. I'm sitting in front of a laptop, so if I'm looking a bit distant, that's because I'm concentrating on the laptop. And uh, if I'm looking at my phone, I'm not being... He's not like, ignoring people. I'm reading messages from people so that we know what uh, they're asking, but we're going to... We'll, uh, we'll, we'll try and find the link to what you're just about to tell us about now, and we'll try we, and stick it up on the We, we will, and um, just, just, just while we c before we carry on with the conversation... Uh, this show is available to be uh, anyone can phone in, and we're away to get into the nitty gritties very shortly of uh, of some interesting topics. But if you want to call in at any point, it's o one three one six one eight 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 five. We'll uh, put that on our Facebook page, podcast into the wilderness um, as well. It's all over. It's also on the the YouTube description. So if you want to call in, let us know. And if you can't get hold of us, it's probably because someone else is on the phone. So the best thing to do then is just ping us a message on the live stream on, on uh, YouTube or on Facebook. Tell us that you're trying to get hold of us, and then we'll let you know when, when it's free, and then you can call back. But yeah, sorry, Kai, after all that, so everybody knows about calling in, <laughs> Yeah, tell us about that, that preparation and you know getting that meat out of this massive wilderness that you're in, because that was so cool. 
Yeah, I mean, what you don't what you don't see on camera on on the uh, on the video itself is we we start off at the bottom uh, of the mountains, which was literally about must have been about twenty five degrees. It was hot in, in in Norway at that time of year in September, and uh, we uh, got these quad bikes halfway up the mountain, and that's when the path shut down. So we had to walk about seven hours with twenty five kilos on our back for the food for the next five days. Because these guys have got a cabin, they've got a cabin up there that they've had for like 15 years. They've built themselves, and it's it's a long trek to get up there. So once once you're up there, you're stuck up there. You can't just bring the meat down to the, the fridge or anything, or or drag it down with a quad because all you have is yourself and what you've got on your back. So it was quite interesting, really. So we we shot we shot the buck, and then the, the two guys, a guy called Inga and a guy called Ulla Bion, like both experienced reindeer hunters, we've been doing for since childhood, so for, you know, probably over 25 years. And they showed me the carcass preparation, which is the way you know, you, you skin it, and you would, you would kind of butcher, you joint the animal up on its own skin, if you remember seeing that. Yeah, I did. Was a, with the, the, the thing that amazed me was the way that, you know, we would normally take the forelegs off a, off a beast when it's hanging in the larder. But, or, yeah. you know, we, we, we carry a lot of stuff off the hill, uh, and Daryl and I in the, the series that we're doing. And we would normally use yeah. that to make the, make a backpack with it, but they were actually using it to stretch out the skin. And I thought that was amazing to have this clean area. You know, well, I say clean. It's you know the animal's underside of its skin, which which is yeah, clean because that's what the meat's wrapped in to work on. I mean, that's just brilliant, and it's you know a testament to those old world skills that we kind of don't see very much anymore. Yeah, definitely, and it's so it's, I mean it's pretty hygienic because it is the, the animal's the inside of its own skin, so. We stretch it out. We we joint in a certain way, and we put it in these in these um these sacks, these sterilized sacks that we have, and put it back in our backpacks and walk down to the cabin, and then we hang out there for a few days. But we shot two reindeer by the end of the week, and so when it comes to the last day, the job literally the last job is once you pack down, got all your stuff in your bag, is literally to debone the meat. You're not going to take the bones with you. It's too much of a journey. So we all debone it completely, and then wrap it back up, take it back down, and then then at the end of the day, it goes back in the chiller down at the bottom. So it's an, it is an absolutely an amazing experience, and I learned a lot of skills, as you would say, like old skills that these these guys have been handed down, which I'll probably you know that always stay with me now on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, once you've been shown them, you've sort of been given the key. Now I had one question, something that I really wanted to know, but I I don't think it was mentioned in the the actual film. Was was that muslin yeah. uh, cloth that you were wrapping it in? Well, what was the cloth that you wrapped after you dried the air dried the meat? Uh, what, what the, the the cloth? Yeah, it was yeah. kind of like a muslin type sack type thing yeah. that we have. Okay, it was. Yeah, it, yeah, it was like yeah, it just because it needs to be quite breathable because you you don't want the meat to sweat, so that's why we use that kind of material. If you're using plastic bags and things like that, and you, the meat's going to sweat, so mm. we kind of use um, like that, that kind of material, the muslin type material, wrap it all up. Because it's dried by then anyway. Because as you see in the video, we we joint we we joint all the pieces and then we lay them down just to air dry for a little bit, just so they're not wet when they put in the sacks. Yeah, no, I saw that. Now, your your focus of the kind of films that you make is very yeah. much about the food. It's about hunting for Indeed. food. Yes. Why why is that so important to you? And if you take that one step further, uh, further why should that be important to everybody? Well, I, it's, to me, it started from childhood. Um, I grew up in Snowdonia in North Wales, 
not really big on um, hunting there. There's not many uh, places for deer. There is some places, but it's not a big culture of hunting, I would say. But um, I grew up with fishing when I was younger. And then when I moved down to Kent, uh, when, my, when my dad changed jobs, I started doing a lot of air rifle shooting. As a family, we started doing like medieval reenactments. Oh, cool. So we... Yeah, so we would start doing um, competitions, and I won quite a few competitions with a traditional longbow when I was younger. And um, that kind of, we, we, it's almost like you hunt a field target that you do with the air rifles, but it was like it was like field target shooting with the uh, with the archery. And I did that since I was what about ten, eleven for quite a few years. And then it kind of kind of got me into the bug of being out in the wild and trying trying to do that side of things. And when I got into School, um, left school, I, I started working in the catering industry for a while, thinking that's um, what I wanted to do, working in a pub, which was lasted a couple of years. And, uh, and then I started working in the nuclear industry, which is a bit of a, a change. Oh, right, okay. But, <laughs> it's a little bit like so my split I, life. Oh, six months of the year I hunt, yeah. and the other it's in the oil. <laughs> yeah, that's it. yeah, I mean, I've worked in the nuclear industry for 10 years now, so it's a bit of a contrast to what I do. But um, I literally left school, uh, so I went into catering, but I've always had the ambition of cooking. And it wasn't only until, uh, I would say, five years ago, but I was basically when I started the business, that I thought actually I could combine my love of hunting and cooking together and then put something and like try and start a business fund, which, I, which I've done, which I'm very pleased that it's, you know, it's, it's growing and wild food seems to be getting out there and everyone's getting more aware of it and everyone wants to try it. Yeah, and then, um, so wild, wild food has really, I would say, kicked off in, in the last few years, especially with the, the popularity of uh, bushcraft activities. Um, well, they're, they're becoming more popular, I would say. Uh, why? Why do oh, you think yeah, that definitely. is? Why? Why do you think that people are getting more interested in foraging and and wild meat? I just think I just think really as as a nation, like the past twenty odd years, like we're not as a nation, we're not really renowned to be um, up there, you know, with the best food in the world, um, Britain. A lot, a lot of people outside the UK tend to think that we have boring diets and things like that, and but. Really, like this whole new wave now, all these TV programs and and these chefs like um, promoting wild food and game. It's, it's made people aware of actually what's out there, and the ethical reasons and the organic reasons and all that everything else behind it. A lot of people are getting health, you know, on the health side. The game game is healthy, so there's that side of it as well. And and I think and I think that's what it is. It's just it's, it's having a good name for itself and a lot of people are talking about it. A lot of people are doing doing the right thing and um it's it's definitely improving and going in the right direction. Yeah, I mean I, I think you know to some extent I think uh, you, yourself and, and Daryl are right. There is definitely, you know, this core of people that are driving that forward, including some quite well known chefs, but equally you see this a lot on social media where you have this you know, constant barrage against hunting. Now, most of that is focused against trophy hunting, but equally, I was reading some um, tweets and comments on Facebook and stuff the other day about you know, people saying, you know, why can't you stick to eating cows and, uh, and sheep? We'll, we'll actually be reading uh, yeah, some of these tweets out uh, when we cover social yeah. media responsibility, basically. Um, yeah, and you know there is people saying, "Why can't you just eat, you know, cows yeah. and sheep?" What, yeah, why, I mean, what, why, what? What is your response to that? If if someone says to you, 
you know, you're, you're cruel, you're barbaric, bar- barbaric. I mean, look at you. You went all the way out to Norway and you shot a poor reindeer. I mean, you, Santa you, Claus you, nearly, nearly you never Ru- came Rudolph. <laughs> this year because of you. Why can't you just, you know, go and eat a cow and eat a sheep? I mean, what is your response to that? Somebody tackles Well, I, I, I get these questions a lot. And I think if anyone's into hunting and anyone's doing what I, the, the type of stuff that we do, that we all do, um, I, I think, like, my my question to them is like, hey, like, do you, you know, do you eat, do you eat meat yourself? And they're, and they're like, yes. I said, well, look, when I when I pick up a when I when I grab my meat from the freezer, I I have an emotional attachment to that meat. Um, I am responsible for it, and I'm comfortable with that. I've I've taken it. I've selected the right animal, um, whether it be an old one or the, or the correct one to take. Um, and I am 100% comfortable with that because I think in my in my mind I've got that kind of I've I've got that um what the one I'm trying to say is with, with that animal I've, I've, I'm attached to that animal type thing. So if you're when you go to the supermarket and you buy your pack of sausages and you buy your pork chop whatever, yes, okay, it, it is meat, but you you have no emotion to that. You you. Someone else has done it for you. So my 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 way of saying it is well. Look, I'm comfortable with what I do. Um, the animals I take are the correct animals to take. You know, but nothing's factory farm. Nothing's mass farm. Nothing is. Everything is pure. It's organic. It's ethical. You can't get any better than what the meat that's in my freezer that I put into my mouth and feed my family and my friends. Yeah, no, it's. Abs- I mean, that's that's. That is kind of that's pretty much my response, and I, I'd go one step further depending on the mood that I'm feeling in, and I would say I would ask that same question: Do you eat meat? And if the answer to that is yes, after them giving me abuse for you know killing something, I would say, well, who's the hypocrite? Yeah. You're you're quite prepared for somebody else to kill meat so that you can eat it, but you won't do it yourself. Yeah. Oh no, but I eat farmed exactly. meat is normally the same response. So well, think about what you've just said for a minute, and. Maybe yeah. you would reconsider. I mean, think about abattoirs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I think it's important that, like, to not argue with people when you're doing this, because sometimes people just need to be educated. So, I think if someone's saying to you, "How can you do this?" I'll say, "Okay, look, take take a step back. Let me explain to you about myself, what I do, and then we'll revisit the question, and then you know, and then we'll go from there." Because a lot of people don't have the knowledge that we have um a lot of people think when you shoot a deer it's, it's that same deer that they see of the bambi cartoon of disney it's it's not and it's it's really important that people understand like everything the ethics that go with hunting you know we're not we're not just killers if, if i shoot an animal i you know i when people say i, I don't do not not feel anything for that animal i i still feel i still have an emotional wave every time i, I do that because it's a it's a big part of me, and it's what I do. I get the adrenaline rush. I've hunted it. I've put the work. I've stalked it. Um, sometimes I spend hours stalking an animal and or a certain animals, and, and none of them are correct to take. And you just have to walk away for another day. Mm. And that's the way hunting is. And it's about management and control. And 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 that's what a lot of people that don't understand. So if you educate people on everything that we do and the reasons for it. A lot, a lot of people turn around and say, actually, I see your point. And, um, and a few people have actually said to me that I'm, I'm going to start eating games, oh, which is amazing well, for me. That, 
Mark, Mark's Mark's just messaged me. Thanks for uh, messaging Mark. Um, and he's he going back to your, your the food, and he's basically saying it's knowing exactly where your meat has come from, which I think is yeah. uh, a very good statement to to make. Um, just just quickly yeah. there, I, I I am aware that there's a few people trying to get through on the phones, um, and call back and just message us if you can't get through, and then we, we'll we'll be aware of it. And we'll try and get through to you in a second. We are, we, we, there's a few missed calls going on here. We will get to you very, very shortly. Um, in the meantime, um, head to our podcast, Into the Wilderness Facebook page. Also, uh, follow us on Twitter, at Pace Brothers ITW. Um, if you need to call the studio, it's 0131-618-8885. And if you can't get through, please hold on. Thank you for everyone that's watching so far. We've got quite a few people watching. That's brilliant. Uh, please keep sharing and uh, get other people involved. And you can be involved. We're going to be going into topics uh, head first very shortly. Yeah. Now, Kai, I know that you, you're a bit limited on time. So there's one thing I do want to just cover with you quickly before we let you go. And that is That's cool. the, I mean, you know, in, in, the, in the hunting world, you've become, you know, a bit of a hunting celebrity. In the slightly wider media, we've got a, a lot of celebrities who are anti-hunting, Ricky Gervais being one, and we'll come, you know, we're we, going to bring we're, him up again. We're, we're, we're bringing Ricky back in, yeah, don't you he's worry. Gonna, he's going to come Ricky, back in. Ricky, you have a lot to answer for, my friend. <laughs> but um, the one thing I wanted to pass by you was this this common theme that we keep seeing with female hunters being dragged up in the media and you know and really bashed around for the hunting that they've been doing what what is your take on that and what would you say to defend them if you want to defend them maybe you don't want to no i mean it, it you know it's a good subject to talk about and i i do sit on the fence with some of this stuff um i i'm not going to mention any names here whatsoever because it's, it's it's not what i'm going to do but we well, we will, we will be later. Don't worry, we'll do it for you. We'll <laughs> well, we'll do it for you. Well, I, <laughs> well, I'm friends with a few female hunters, and 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 a lot of them are very competent and brilliant, and they know they they share the same views as I do. They eat, they eat, they eat what they shoot, and they don't mind get their hands dirty. But there is this kind of glamour side to it and a lot of it's like American you get American huntresses type things which just I mean I, I guess oh. Ke Kendall Jones would be the most well known what you call <laughs> cheerleading um, hunter she, she's had a lot of abuse uh, she's time. had a lot of abuse uh, for uh, for I big mean, big yeah. game hunting giraffes um, uh, your, your fellow field sports channel uh, um, Michaela yeah, Michaela, Michaela. Well, she, yeah. she gets uh, an almighty amount of abuse online and we are going into online abuse at some point in the show it actually ties in quite heavily with female hunting just because yeah. uh, for some reason they seem to be one of the biggest targets for online trolling abuse bullying whatever you want to call it yes yeah, it's, it's a fashion right now isn't it it's like you said it's a whole ricky gervais type uh scenario where everyone seems to be uh, really clamping down on uh, or giving abuse to sometimes and but to be honest with some of these female huntresses they don't do themselves any favor yeah it's i think that's the, the type of poses i i think uh, you, could, you could say the same with some male hunters as well but i i do know where you're coming from with with some of the stuff yeah, yeah. it's all about like picture and 
posing next and, and it's just like for me personally I am you know I'm not a trophy hunter people so people out there that are trophy hunters and that's that's what they want to do then that's up to them and their morals and the way that they want to do it but I'm a meat hunter myself I don't particularly go after the biggest of the, the biggest horns a because there's a lot of money and it, and it's I could you know I'd rather spend that money on other things but um for these some of these um the female huntresses is it we we put a lot of work into promote the reasons why we do it ethically and everything that I explained previously in this conversation and it's sometimes for some of these things that come up from the female huntresses is kind of like just counterproductive to what we're trying to do and trying to get the message across. So then you can see the public you've got this image that all of us are like these kind of people who just want to shoot the biggest head and get a picture with them and then you know like they said like kind of the cheerleader and stuff like that and it starts starts becoming a household name in a negative way and it's it, it, it's not good for the sport if you know what I mean when I say sport it's not it's not good for what we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I think I yeah I absolutely agree with you and I. It's it's all about it's about public perception as well. It is, and and we'll go. We're, we're going to go very much into social media and female hunters a bit more, but we've kind of touched on Ricky Gervais. Like I said, we're, we're going in and out of topics all night, but we've touched on Ricky Gervais now. Uh, Rebecca Francis, uh, an American hunter, um, you more than likely would have seen her on Ricky Gervais's account. She's the one that's lying next to giraffe. Uh, lying down that's on the, one, on yeah. the ground yeah, yeah, next to yeah, giraffe. One, yeah. She's also got there's there's about three oh, one with a bear as well, um, and yeah. various other things. Now, Ricky Gervais uh, has a lot of pool. We're, we're going to be talking about him for a wee while just because of the amount of <laughs> you know he has he has over ten million people okay on his on his Twitter. Now his yeah. post about the giraffe, which was about Rebecca Francis was seen by 27 yeah. million people in just one day on, on Twitter. And he basically gave her um, abuse. I mean, he, he, you know, he said, you managed to shoot a stationary 14-foot peaceful creature with a high-velocity rifle, very sporting. Uh, I mean, I don't know what people's take is on this. You know, please call and get in touch what, what you think about this. Uh, also, another tweet. After killing that giraffe out the kindness of her heart and feeding the poor locals, she had these for pudding. And he was talking about the the bear after that, I think. Um, yeah. Now, Rebecca Francis went on to the BBC to say that due to Ricky Gervais, she received thousands of death threats. Uh, uh, she basically said, uh, it shocks me that people that claim to be loving and caring for animals can turn around and th- threaten to murder and rape my children. That's that. That's from the BBC uh, Newsbeat website. Uh, that that bit there. So, yeah, just uh, I think sometimes the people who are slinging need to have a, a little bit of a look at the kind of things they're saying against people. But I'm Kai, I I really want to have you on again, I, like it's a full podcast. But I know that you've got to yeah. get away. And thank you so much for your time. I think that everybody's learned <laughs> something, and it's been really a, a great pleasure to speak to you. Uh, and yeah, uh, hopefully. At some point in the future, you'll fi- find time to come on, and you know we'll do a full show with you. Yeah, no, I'd be, look- I'd be, that'd be fantastic. I'd love to come up and and do a full podcast and talk to you more about wild food. And there's, there's so much subjects and, and and things to do with with wild food that we can just go into for hours and hours and hours. So, yeah, I've really enjoyed uh, coming to talk to you today. So, thank you for the opportunity, yeah. and um, I will look forward to yeah doing this podcast with you again. Brilliant. Thanks very thanks, much for sharing. Thank you very much. Thanks. Stay well. Happy New Year. No. I- when it comes. Uh, thank you very much. And yourself. 
Take right, care. Right Bye. So, thank you very much Bye. for uh, Cole McCarthy for uh, tuning in in New York, New York, which is uh, pretty all good. All the way go- in NYC. All, yeah, all the way. Cheers, Th- Cole. That, thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, we, we're, the viewers are still going up, which is good. Um, I hope it continues to go up. We are, in fact, recording this podcast, so it will be released with our other podcasts uh, in the coming weeks. We've got how many out? We, we started to... Uh, I think we've had eight out. We've had eight out. Um, and literally thousands of people have been downloading, which, yeah, uh, which is fantastic. It, it has been a great success. On iTunes, the amount of people downloading is absolutely brilliant. And and if you like it, write a review on iTunes, please, because it'll uh, help uh, help boost it a little bit. Now, the one thing we didn't say at the start of this, because we kind of we had a few technical delays of getting this up, and I it's know that Kai was waiting, was that we are only able to bring this to you uh, because of the support by the Scottish Association for Country Sports, who uh, sponsor all of these podcasts and basically make this possible. And uh, contrary to belief, they do not actually censor us. No, no, we uh, they they support it because they like what we do, but. We, we say what's on our mind, <laughs> which I think is what people's like, uh, is what people like. And we, we ask the questions which I think need to be asked. Now, uh, and, and awkward questions as well, because sometimes we do have to ask, ask questions that people don't like to talk about. And there's a lot of things going on that people don't like to talk about. And now Byron was uh, saying technical difficulties earlier on, and that is due to the, the, the flooding, basically. Um, I don't know if anyone noticed, we're actually based in Mary Kirk um in scotland right now and it's it's flooding uh down the, just down the street from me it's uh, there's a few houses underwater unfortunately and if you go on stv news oh we've got a, we've got a call coming in yeah we'll just take this hello welcome to the into the wilderness podcast hello, hello into the wilderness podcast can you hear me yep can hear you fine oh excellent <laughs> Sorry, who are we speaking to? Um, who, who? Oh, sorry. That, hi, my name's Colin McCarthy. I'm I'm an Englishman, but I live and work in New York now. Oh, I live in New okay. Jersey and work in New York. So oh, we 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 I just uh, we just saw your uh, your message on on Facebook. Thank you very much for watching all the way in New York. Yeah. What time is it over with you? Pardon? What time is it over in New York right now? Oh, it's uh, it's only. Coming up to twenty past two, so we're only five hours behind. So very, very manageable for uh, for, uh, and also it's a quiet day at work, so I've got time to, to tune in and watch the show. Uh, I know we appreciate. Uh, that. What what is it you do, Colin? Sorry, uh, the line's not very clear. I'm actually being sneaky and calling via my London office with a with a bit of bit of magic of uh, technology through <laughs> our network. Uh, what what is it? what is it you do, Colin? Where have I, sorry? No, what is it you do for a living? Wait a minute, let me call back on another line. Oh, All right, yeah, okay, okay. We'll, we'll take it back. We'll take okay, it back. Thank, thank you for calling right. in. Uh, the wonders of technology. Yeah, the, all the wonder, way from wonders for technology. Well, hopefully we'll hear from him again in a minute. But when he comes I, I'm back. not sure. Technology always fails when you try and bounce it through London <laughs> and then and then come back to Scotland, which is currently flooded. Um, now, if anyone wants to call into the show, it's 0131 618 8885. And uh, thank you for everyone that's watching so far. We're going to be discussing a huge amount of topics today Driven Grouse, John Muir Trust, uh, Tail Docking, Ricky Gervais has actually already come up, Semi Auto Guns, Lead Ammunition, Cecil Line, that's coming back up again. 
It wouldn't be a podcast. It wouldn't Cecil be a post- podcast without Cecil Line. We're also going to be talking about uh, females in hunting. We've already slightly uh, touched on that, but we are going to go further into it. We're going to be uh, going into social media responsibility and consequences, which is a, a big one. Uh, it, it actually winds me up quite a bit, actually. That. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, okay, hang on. I think this is Colin, so let's try this again. Hello, welcome to the show. Hello. Oh, is this Colin? Is it? Hang on, I'll turn. Let's tell you. Oh, who's this? No, it's oh, it's uh, I, I sound. I sound an Englishman from down down south. I think this might be Phil. I can't. I can't hear you very much. Can you hear us now? A little bit. So, who are we speaking to? Yeah, speaking to uh, Adam Rowan. Oh, hi. How are you doing? Is that sorry? Was that Adam? Adam. Yeah. Hi, Adam. How are you doing? I'm. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Uh, I would like to bring up the issue of um, uh, the, the anti-Facebook pages. Okay, okay yeah, yeah, fire yeah, away. What's yeah. on your mind? Oh, I mean, oh, that's loads on my mind. <laughs> well, yes, the start aggr- with one The thing. aggression, the, the negative attitudes. I mean, really, at the end of the day, they don't understand what's happening. I mean, sending death threats to, to hunters and their families. Do you know what I mean? Which is a constant. It's it's happening constantly. Yeah, I mean th- this this really does go into our um, our social media responsibilities and consequences of uh, people sending stuff on online. Um, mm-hmm. uh, j- just just before we continue, um, if anyone out there is against hunting or we want to hear from we you want to too. hear from you we want to hear your side of the story as well so please call in but we are going to carry on i'm just going to grab something while byron continues all oh, right yes yeah. uh, so I, but i i know exactly what you're talking about and we we have a couple of examples which we're going to read a little bit later yeah but, uh, yeah i mean we we read this all the time and there is a lot of death threats go around off the back of uh, hunting i mean have you have you been, have you been party to this to yourself in terms of has oh anybody given yes you death loads of time Many, many a time, I've got everything recorded, everything snapped, uh, pic snapped, uh, well, you know, the pictures, I've got everything. I've had, up to now, I've had four visits from the police. Really? And I, I, is, is this people reporting you for false reporting allegations? Reporting me, yes, reporting me. I've, I've got my own Facebook page. Um, what, what's your Facebook I, page? Is it a public Facebook page? It's, it's called Hondas United. Okay, we'll, we'll we'll bring that up. We'll bring that up. We'll we'll, we'll, yeah, put, we'll put this on. We'll put this on our uh, our podcast page. If anyone's listening right now, head to Podcast Into the Wilderness. And what's the premise of your page? The purpose of the page is actually well. You, do you know? I mean, there is a certain amount of uh, Andy hunting pages out there at the moment, and uh, there is uh, certain pages which are highlighting hunters and their families and uh, they're basically naming and, and naming and shaming them. Mm-hmm. Um, the purpose of Hunters United is to name and shame them back. Okay, I, I understand. Uh, j- just a quick question. Um, and and th- this is a problem. I, I understand they're naming and shaming hunters. In fact, we, we are actually very closely connected with someone that has been named and shamed across Facebook themselves. And yes, I've been it, named and shamed myself. It's it it is, and it's very it's quite disgusting. Some of the things that people say about other people online, and I know for a fact that ninety nine percent of them would never say it to your face. And no, they wouldn't. Uh, and secondly, but my question being is, 
having a page set up that names and shames people, do you not think that fights fire with fire in a way? I'm just, I'm just asking. Backfires? No, fights fire with fire, so it doesn't help the problem. That's what I'm asking. No, no. Well, it well it does because actually I've I've noticed a huge, a huge difference in uh, the, the the amount of um, death way death threats. They're virtually they're virtually gone. Oh really? Um, they they know. I mean, I've I've t myself I've target targeted a certain group, and I've kept that group in mind, and I, and I've followed that group, and so have. All of the, the the users of my page, they've followed that group. We we find something that is that shouldn't be that shouldn't be posted. We will we will target that person. To get it, and, to get and, it shut and down. we will carry on targeting that person. I mean, I've had like I say, I've had I've had police come to the door, um, and it's 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 funny. I've had different responses. I mean, I've had one response where, where the policeman actually came in and he sat he sat for an hour with a cup of tea and biscuits. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? And so so quite, understood quite understanding, any, uh, quite understanding of the position. Very understanding because they understand what's going on. You, you can't go about making death threats to innocent people just because of their of their way of life. I understand about Andy, Andy people who, who don't like hunting, and I tell you what, I mean, I've got a, I've got a great, uh, I mean, it's, it's a massive understanding of these people who, who, who do things to protect animals against animal cruelty. Yeah, that, I mean, that's a totally, totally different thing. Yeah, I mean, it's, the, it's the, great. The, they, they, there's a very grey, grey area in terms of how it's reported animal cruelty in hunting, but it is a completely separate issue. Yeah, wait. It's anti hunters don't seem to think it's a it's a it's a separate issue, mm. and they they bring it up they bring it upon the fails for the for the issue that fact and then the and, and the they push it on the people. Do you, do you, do you know do what you, I mean? Do you think that a lot of this? So we're also going to discuss this later on. Is media bias? So basically, anything that happens in the media, regardless if it's been illegal activity, poaching, for example, they straight mm -hmm. away say hunter. So the word hunter yeah. is thrown hunting. around, or hunting, yeah. is thrown around, so then all the legal hunters and gun owners are thrown into the same basket, and yes. so the antis are, uh, or people that dislike what you do, um, are targeting you uh, on, 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 on not good information. Yeah, well, they do. They've got, that information is all, it's, it's biased and it's untrue. untrue. I mean, they target me in the... the the, the basically, the, the, the try the name and shame me on that own page. I mean, just uh, now, can you, I, I don't know if you can, but can you tell us what you were being named and shamed about, just to give people listening an idea? Basically, it was what it was. One of one of the one of the uh, the members of the said group had uh, had issued a death a death threat to to another. To a Honda, an innocent Honda. It was. It was actually a child. It was a child who had shot a deer, mm -hmm. and uh, one of the members had turned around and said, "They should. If I was there, I would turn the gun around and shoot him in the face or through the mouth." Okay. Well, so, well, I've actually got in front of me. I, I did quite a lot of extensive research, and it doesn't take much. Uh, actually, some of the good juicy stuff I couldn't find. I've seen it. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to read you. This was in fact almost the same thing what you just said. This, this is, 
This is stuff people have written, and I will put this out there. This is explicit. So if yeah, there's if young you're going to be offended, if, you, if, if you're going to be offended... And if, if, anybody, if anybody wants to come to Hunters United, they will say the explicit stuff, because I post everything. <laughs> yeah, you, the explicit stuff posted by, I guess it's by Andy. But I'm just saying, for this show right now, I'm away to say some explicit stuff. So if which is you, quoted, so which is is quoted. So if you've got young children around, please just turn it off for for the next minute. But don't turn it off. Don't just turn it off. Turn, turn the volume <laughs> turn down. Turn the volume down. Um, and yeah. so okay, so this is on a picture uh, with uh, a fourteen-year-old boy. I think it's in America. Uh, he had shot a white-tailed deer. Yeah, it was a white-tailed, a white-tailed deer. And the, I'm just going to read you. Um, I'll just read you uh, one. Actually, was there, was, was there a name that the person who posted this? Because yeah, yeah, I've got, I've got it. Um, Carol Cohen. Just name it. Just name it. Just name it and share them. Well, it's, it's all public. It's all public. public. <laughs> so any, anybody can go and see this. Yeah, I know. Carol I know. Cohen, you're a sick coward and a pervert that needs hanging. Sorry, that was Carol Cohen wrote that. <laughs> no, yeah, 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 yeah. Wrote that about the picture. So needs hanging, and this was to a 14 year old kid. I mean, can you imagine? As it, I mean, bearing in mind that this is somebody doing something which is completely legal, not illegal, mm, legal yes. activity, and somebody is telling a 14-year-old kid to go and hang themselves. I mean, what kind of person well, I, does I, that I make know them? actually which. Sorry, I know actually which group that came from. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, that was, that was, there, is, there is a comment further down, or uh, it may be somewhere within the comments, um, where, where we targeted that, that certain person. Mm-hmm. Um, and... He he didn't like it when we when we actually threatened him. Wait, I did. I, we, not personally threatened him, but I, I did mention that uh, if his employers would be happy with the way he's uh, he's spoke <laughs> about the child. I mean, that's that, that's an interesting point. I mean, so say so you've just read that and say that's about something in the UK. What is, do you know, as somebody who's active in, in trying to defend people who are, th- these things are being brought up against, what is your legal standpoint in, say, phoning up somebody's employer by looking at their Facebook page and telling uh, them, that, do you know? I don't know no, personally. I'm not absolutely, I'm not entirely certain about it. But until it happens, well, I'll carry, I'll, I'll carry on doing it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's all in the public, it's, it's in the public it's, domain. It's in public so domain, so I, anyone, anyone can see. I'm, I'm just going to read you out. Uh, one or two more, just for examples of what is being put online, and this really is going heavily into social media responsibility. But we're going to talk about a bit more about that, especially involving pictures and hunting about social. Oh, yeah, so, because so, we're we're going to come into that because everybody has a part to play here. Everybody, it doesn't matter what who you are, you've got a part to play online. Now, yeah, um, I'm going to read you two things. Now, um, I don't actually have his name. But Ricky Gervais put up um, a picture. It was actually in June this year, uh, a fairly well-known... What a a clown that person is. (laughs) What a clown. We're going to be going into him. And he retweeted the other day a picture of the trophy hunter that was trampled by the baby elephant. Um, Right. uh, Which Which was actually an old story. It's it's actually an old story. And these are just some of the comments off of this, that basically an article about that. And these are what people have written. Uh, Gwen Winterflood, mm-hmm. good karma. It's a great thing. Couldn't have wished a better death for a murderer. Interesting. What, what is this? What's this karma thing? What is the karma issue? Well, with Andes? I, they seem to think karma is, karma is going to rule the world, isn't it? 
Cynthia. What the hell are they on about? Cynthia. Um, I I can't actually say the rest of her name. I'm afraid it's quite long. Um, this is another thing. It's explicit once again. Uh, an asshole who killed for sport has been stopped from killing any more innocent animals. Sounds like something great has happened to him. Now this was a, a professional hunter. Yeah. So he is someone who himself isn't killing for sport. He will be culling or killing as part right. of some sort of greater management plan. Uh, this might be elephants that we're talking about here, but it doesn't really matter whether it's elephants or deer. We've mentioned this before in podcasts, and that's one right. thing that people don't seem to be able to get their, their head around the issue. idea. That's another issue, isn't it? That's I mean, totally I mean the, money, the, money paid, the money paid for the hunt that animal actually goes back into the community. Yes, yeah, and no, I, mean, I, I assume, have you, uh, have you listened into our podcast before, before today? No, I'm sorry, I haven't. You haven't? Well, no. no, that's brilliant, because you're echoing something we've talked about before. Maybe you can go back and, uh, and other people listening, if you like uh, some of the bits yes, that you're hearing, yeah, go back and check so, it out. So our, our uh, podcast, just for everyone else that's listening out there, uh, we have other podcasts available. This is our first ever live one that we've done, which is quite amazing, and I believe we are... Excellent, man, I'm, I'm pleased to be part of it. No, no, no we're, we're really we're, happy this, you this, called in. This is the first live one, and we believe we are the first people to be doing a hunting countryside live-based podcast stream on YouTube in this in the UK I'm talking about which is quite exciting our podcast has been downloaded by thousands of people so thank you already it's available on iTunes SoundCloud YouTube and Stitcher all you need to do is type in Pace Brothers into the wilderness onto iTunes and it will come up and then our whole catalog is there and we've discussed a whole manner of things yeah now I I just have a, a question I just want to I want to try and be devil's ad- advocate here a little bit and flip it on its head I mean That's how great. if you have um, so an example that, that comes up quite a lot, and I've expressed my distaste for this before in previous podcasts. You know, you'll have, you have somebody who has a, say, a picture of a fox. That's quite a common one that they've shot, all legally done, but uh-huh. you know, it, it's pretty gruesome for whatever reason. You know, it might have been shot through the head, and so you've got a lot of blood and gore and everything. Now everybody knows that happens. I mean, fox is vermin, and that's well, that, you know, that's, that's something fine. I can see about that. Okay, yeah, because what well, just I mean. Just, Showing that online and gratifying it when you can still have respect for your quarry like that, but that yes, is showing a massive lack of respect. I mean, would you defend somebody who's, you know, holding up foxes in two hands? No, I, no, I won't. Down their arms? I won't, no. And, it, I mean, from in your own words, why? Um, it doesn't need to be seen. It doesn't need to be seen. The hunting isn't, hunting isn't part of showing... Guts hanging out, brains hanging out, and what and all that stuff. It's not part of hunting. You don't need to show that. Now, on my group, Hunters United, I I, I, I won't defend anybody who who will get a fox head and stick it on a post. <laughs> well, Nothing um, like that. I find that grotesque. And it's no, no, the reason I'm laughing and that's ammunition. Yeah, it, it, no, it is. The it reason is. I, I I chuckled there before anybody gets the wrong idea is I expressed my complete disdain for that when that happened, and I got kicked off a really big foxing group on Facebook, which didn't bother me mm. here nor there. But I got kicked off for expressing my opinion on that. They said, oh, you can't no longer be a member. And I said, well, I don't know if I really want to call you guys hunters or associate with you. I mean, that's the bottom line. And I said that in an open forum, so it's not something I mm-hmm. haven't said before. I think I've been kicked off so many groups because of my opinions. You know, you know, you know I mean, I, I, I defend 100%, but that's only, you can only take it so far where 
if if you do it to the point that it's it's grotesque and gruesome, you're giving the Andes ammunition. Mm-hmm. We, and we, there's no point in giving the Andes ammunition for the for the for the point out the fact. I mean, it's horrible. I don't like it myself. I, I, I think personally, so- it shows a, a man. I think what those people are showing is a, a massive lack of respect for for what they're you know they have take irrespective of what it is they they're are. still taking they something's are. life and they're showing a massive lack of respect for that now that life you know be it a fox or be it a deer as part of a management call that life needed to be taken because for the most it, part it, you would it, hope yes. that it should have been shot because that is you know part of the the management that you have for that ground but yeah. you do it ethically you do it quickly you do it cleanly you do it with respect and I think there, you there do, and that's the main there. thing. The, the respect, the respect is 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 is, a, is paramount. Mm-hmm. You you can't do it without respect, and people who do it without respect, I, I don't call them on that. No, I, would I don't we, call them on that. We we are aware that there's people trying to call in. Thank you very much. Um, to call in, it's oh one three one six one eight 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 five. Um, if do you want you, us to go? No, 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 no we're, we're not chasing your way. We're not chasing but, your but way. We're just making sure everybody knew. We, we are aware that people that's are. No problem. We are, that's, that's, we are no aware problem. people are trying to call and you cannot get through. Please f- send fa- us a message. Fire us a message and we'll try and get back to you. Or if not, when the the, the yeah, phone call's on. finished, then just try and ring in yeah, again. Yeah, ring in again. <laughs> yeah, well, no, we, 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 thanks for listening to us. No, well, thank you very much for calling. We appreciate it. Go and check out the other podcast because I think you'll like what you hear. Yeah, well, thank, you. well thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much. And, and please up, share, share it. Thank you. Bye. I, I'm sh- I've shared. I've shared a load of times. Oh, yes. Okay. Thanks thank you very much. Thanks. Bye now. Bye. Well, that was interesting. What a great chat. Yeah, I know. Well, this is what we love about tonight. It's the first time we've ever done this, and we're live. Anything's going. We still have a huge board uh, that you you can't see, but we can see, full of topics. Uh, to discuss. We're slowly dipping in and out of all of the the, the discussions. Um, if you want to call, please call 0131 618 uh, We are aware that... Oh, we've got another call coming in. We'll just take this now. Hello. Welcome to the Interworldness Podcast. Who are we speaking to? Hi, mate. It's uh, David Scott. Oh, hi, David. How are you doing? I am Okay. Now, what's on your mind tonight? Is there anything particular that you wanted to express your opinion about? Yeah, um, basically, I just wanted, as you guys know, I'm, I'm just kind of more air gunning and stuff into, but I wanted to um, just discuss this might interact with your social media part, um, and it's a topic about hunt fabs, <clears throat> not so much about the, the 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 kind of things that they do, but a kind of a hidden agenda that they all seem to have. So uh, I, I've uh, over the last few days I've actually been looking into hunt sabs quite a bit to discuss on on this podcast and um, I I've never personally come in contact with it uh, in the field or anything like that I've never actually seen them I'm aware that they are operating around our area in Scotland. Um, and I am aware of what their purpose is. I, I do understand what they do. So, I mean, what, 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 carry on talking about what you're going to talk about, and I'll try and add in some stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just basically a hidden agenda that they seem to have. I got an invite from, from somebody I know to go over to one of the Hunt Sabs pages on Facebook, and I was just having a look about it, and he was really wanting some backup because he was trying to, trying to educate them. Basically, he was trying to say, look, 
you're against fox hunting, you're against this, you're against that. Uh, obviously, foxes are a pest. What other way can uh, would you suggest that you could get rid of foxes and control them? <clears throat> Basically, got booted off for asking that. Now, I had about half an hour to spare. I was, and I thought I'll have a trawl through this and just have a wee look. And uh, there's links to other HuntSab groups on each pages. You always see this. We teamed up with our friends from Yorkshire and Sheffield and so on. So I went on to three or four pages, and every single one of them, the people that ran the groups were all asking for money. Every single one of them. Uh, I do I, them, I do see a lot of that asking for donations for fuel, uh, Land, Rover, Land Rover parts. Thermal images. Thermal, that's there. another big one. Uh, cameras, that's another big one. Uh, that's right. That there's ask, a, a, a GoFundMe. Yeah, yeah. Basically, every, yeah. every group has a GoFundMe. Um, <laughs> Which, well, which... One, one of the guys that seemed to be a bit louder than the rest of them, and he was obviously a, a kind of admin on their Facebook page, he had asked, he had said that they had a vehicle ready to get to uh, get hunt sabs to, to wherever they were going, but they didn't have enough insurance for it. And if anybody could help pay for the insurance, then fine. So I thought, well, it was about half 11 at night, and it was a bit quiet, and I, I sent him a personal message, and I said, listen, I might be able to help pay for your um, insurance. I says, but I would need the name and addresses and all the details. He says, obviously, I can't give you that because we don't want to put our details out. So I said, well, I've got a company policy, and if you want to give me your um, car registration number, I'll put it on for anybody over 18 to drive it. So sure enough, he came on two minutes later, gave me the car registration number, and I put it into one of these these, uh, insurance firms that, I can't remember what one it was, don't want to mention it anyway. So I put it in, all the car details came up, and it was a two-seater, um, it was a two-seater smart car. Hardly the kind of thing that you would want uh, to take hunts abs out in. Now, on this guy's page, I went on to it, had a look, a look at it, and he was um, in a relationship with somebody. I clicked on that, went on to a picture and scrolled down, and there's, there's, the, there's the two-seater car. It was fully logoed up with our hairdressing nails, um, all the bits and pieces. These guys are just absolutely using this to get their own insurance. There was another one that scrolled back about a year, and they were looking for walkie-talkies, and they got six hundred and twenty pounds. Wow! Uh, from people to get walkie-talkies. So it's quite a profitable the business then. Put, yeah, yeah. The guy, the guy put a picture of him with three walkie-talkies on it, uh, and you get two of them for forty-nine ninety-nine from Matlands. So what do you do with the rest of the money? Yeah, that's what I put on. I actually put on, listen, I know you've got your walkie-talkies. Where did the rest of the money go? (laughs) Uh, Two laddies and a girl came on and said, oh, we we put money into that. We didn't realise the walkie-talkies were so cheap. Where did the rest of the money go? These three people are are supporters of the hand tabs. They've obviously put money in. Those three people got banned straight away (laughs) so that they couldn't see it. Just banned right off, and that was them. These people are into it for themselves. And I appreciate there's a lot of people that, that give them money because they think, oh, there's a cute wee fox and I like it. And if I send them some money, I might get a stuffed furry fox and a Hunt Sam's t-shirt. Um, but these are the people that they're, they're, they're actually relying on. Um, and they're, they're just absolutely doing it for themselves. Oh. That car that I offered, I offered to you was a hairdresser's car. So, uh, um, I mean, we... There's no way you get into your camo and your, your whistles and your horns and get eight of these to go to a sabotage hunt in the back of a, a, a two-seater. We would love to hear from someone that has been involved in... Uh, Either who sabs, is one. Who is one. We, honestly, or had we, we want to hear your opinion, what you do. We want to know what... Because uh, I... I've only seen online, and I am fully aware that stuff that goes online 
You can take it with a pinch of salt. Either way, you know, if it's for hunting, against hunting, you can take it with a bit of pinch of salt. And for anyone that doesn't know what the Hunt Sabs are, it's the Hunt Saboteurs Association. Um, I'm on their website right now. They're the only only organization that works directly in the field to protect wildlife from the hunter. That's what they do. Um, I know in recent times, predominantly they have been, they disrupt fox hunts. That, am I correct? I'm pretty sure I am correct on I that. I think it mainly yeah, fox that, hunts, That's yeah. what they started with. I know on their website that they are now targeting pheasant shoots, mm-hmm. um, which seems to be a big one. And they, it doesn't, you know, just go on the website. You've got guidelines. Huntsabs.org, is it? Uh, .org.uk. Um, you can go on their website, you can see how to just disrupt pheasant shoots, how to disrupt fox hunts. Uh, nothing that they say is illegal on there at all, on their website. Um, and also, a very interesting one that I saw, which actually took me by surprise, is they advertise on how to sabotage anglers. I've never noticed no, that. Yeah, no, honestly, there is, f- there is full guidelines on their website on how to, to sab an angler. That's, okay, I'm gonna, have to, <laughs> I'm gonna have to read up on that because it's a new one. For yeah, me. see, I've been doing more research yeah, than you, you have. have. <laughs> but uh, one thing that I've noticed is that you know, every so often you will get a celebrity backing an organization like uh, the Hunt R- Sabs. Ricky Gervais being one of them. He backs Hunt Sabs, does he? Uh, I don't know if it's Hunt Sabs. I know he's backs uh, Lax or which is League Against Cool Sports. What about um, Lush? Is it Hunt Sabs that they yes, support? Lush. Yes. Now, what, what do you make of that, Davey? I mean, a big organization. Like, do you, I take it you don't shop at Lush. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think Lush have been hit, hit, hit pretty hard because of it. Um, there's loads of groups that put Lush on their Facebook pages. Uh, I have seen it flying around. Very strong mm-hmm. now. I, I have seen it flying around, the picture of Lush, and then they've got the, the Hunt Sabs... Um, logo logo or um, banner in their their window which yeah, which is quite the, the lady that was on uh, earlier your, your last call mm. um that some of these see see the the bigger hunt hunt sabs groups like the kind of mean national ones they're very very careful they've obviously had media training they, they, they know what they're doing um, but it's the local ones, the local ones with the guys with the hoodies that go out with spray paint and all sorts of stuff. It's these ones that are taking all the money from everyone. It's and um, it, they probably never, never, never got anything from washing their lives anyway. <laughs> so I don't think that would make uh, any uh, difference. Uh, uh, one, one thing I did want to bring up because we were going to talk about hunt sabs anyway, and you've actually brought it in very well, is the balaclava thing. I don't get it. Uh, why? Why would you, if you are going to disrupt disrupt what is a legal activity, um, predominantly fox hunting, which um, they don't actually do where we live? Uh, it's trial hunt, trail hunting now, isn't it? Where they lay a trail, and the hounds go off, and then or it's to dogs, or to, to, sorry, to guns, where to we guns, are. yeah, and and. They all wear balaclavas as if they're hiding something. What well, the thing I don't understand is if you've got nothing to hide and you're doing something legally, technically legally, you're kind of walking in people's way and stuff like that. Why are you hiding your face? I don't understand this. And if you really believe yeah, in you what really, you're doing, why, which they seem to, you know, with all their might on social media, why would you hide? Why your would face? you hide your face? What? Why? 
Yeah, if he got strong enough feelings about something like that, whether it's right or wrong, I'm quite sure they believe it's right. Loads of them have got good points to be on it as, uh, as well. I think that we need to be fair about it. Yeah. No, no, but we do, we be, do. You should the... be proud to support it. You shouldn't be... I mean, I think they do it for, for, for security purposes, to be honest with you, and, and most of it's social security purposes, mm-hmm. all driving about in their, their, their posh cars. Um, a lot of them, a lot of these people prey on people that are, are, are kind of weak. There's loads of people out there that that want to belong to something. They want to belong to a group. Um, the hunts have just just fit them in. These people would be would be football casuals. Um, the guys and girls that all dress up in the hoodies. The only problem with that is that they're part of a huge big crowd. They're a small fish in a big pond. When they're doing hunt stabs and taking videos and getting themselves onto Facebook, they feel they're a big fish in a, 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 a small pond. And that's what these people like. Um, but any, you see quite a lot of the videos where people are, don't have the hoodies on. And these, these people are, wouldn't call them zealots. I think, I think they're following something that they truly believe in. But the guys that go around with the hoodies and stuff like that, it's just absolute madness. And they just they actually don't make themselves look very good. So do you think that there there's a good proportion of them who are literally you know, jumping on the bandwagon to feel part of something? Yeah, that's exactly what they do. When, when I had a look through the Facebook groups a couple of nights ago, see, I spent about half an hour on it, and I, I, I clicked on a few people's Facebook profiles, and it is generally all, all, all people that, 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 that don't have anything else in their lives. They don't have a lot of hobbies. They're, they're genuine animal lovers, most of them. I, I, don't, I, I wouldn't say anything about that. There's nothing wrong with being like that. But they go into these groups and then they start to chat, and people chat, chat back to them. Then they get involved in it, and then they hear about people needing a new Land Rover. Then they send a fiver in, and then they get personal messages, and then they send another 20 quid in. And it, they, they actually work, the, the people that run these things, they're, I wouldn't say they're evil, but they, they turn it into a cult. It, it's like an absolute cult status. And the people that moaned about the cost of the walkie-talkies, these are people that have constantly given them fivers and tenors. One guy gave them 50 quid. They got booted off straight away. Without, the minute they mentioned where did the money go, they got booted off. These people are booting off their own supporters. They are trying to turn it into a cult. Now, yeah. I just, I, well, I'm sure we're going to come back to this, but I know that you're a big air rifle man, so I wanted to just just change the subject just, is that right Don? Yeah, yeah we can change the subject I just want to quickly say we are aware that there's some more people trying to call we we yeah. are aware of this and uh, we will be with you shortly if you want to call 0131 618 send us a message on podcast into the wilderness uh, page and saying we're trying to call and then we will uh, we'll try and get to you but Barn air rifles yeah no air, air rifles David. I mean, you're I, I don't quite know what your involvement is but I know that you're you're involved a lot in the air rifle world are you? Well, you're big into air rifles. Yep. Um, I'm a member of two air rifle clubs. I'm an NSRE air rifle instructor, and I do help tax out a lot of our air gun ranges. Mm. Um, I teach juniors to shoot as well. I do that for free. I don't charge for anything. Um, I'm into hunter field target shooting. There's a very big hunter field target looking um, league in Scotland. Uh, generally, 60 or 70 shooters go every week. And um, Scottish teams did were second in the world last year. And so, yeah, that's me. I'm heavily involved in it. I'm out on the range a couple of times a week, probably more than a couple of times a week, and I do a lot of pest control as well. Uh, I firmly believe that air rifle shooting is the thing that gets a lot of people into into the sport. We we will uh, agree with you on that. Well, me and my brother were both given air rifles at a very young age, and that's kind of how we got into 
it's a great way it's to great, teach young it's a great people way to gun teach, safety. Gu- yeah, gun, gun safety. Uh, you know, it it functions exactly the same as you know a, a big full bore rifle, and I think that, that is a, it's a great way to introduce people to the sport of shooting, and by that I mean target shooting, but also shooting full stop. I mean, what can uh, if if anybody is interested in it, what's the easiest way to get involved in in air rifle shooting? Um, easiest way to do it is just to go onto um, uh, onto Facebook or anybody and, and have a wee search for their rifle groups and trying to find uh, a local club. Uh, I've actually have a website that's got a club finder on it. It's oh, got great. every club. Uh, yeah, it's got Which every club. Which website is that? And we'll put it up on our it's page. On, it's on airgungurus.com. Ah, yes, we know the the we know the yeah we, the know, we, we yeah, know, know yeah. that one. It's got a club finder on the main website. You just click on it. Uh, there's a map and it will tell you the club that's closest to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need to have a gun. Uh, you can go. The people at the clubs have usually got club guns and they'll make you very welcome. Uh, if you're thinking of joining the club, they'll give you all the details and they'll let you shoot their guns until you get one that you like as well. We're, 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 sh- we're sharing this on our, our page now, so if anyone is interested in, in how they get involved in air rifles, uh, just click the link of the website here. We're sharing it on our page. Uh, well, okay. a, a, a lot of air rifle shooters go on to, to, to do long-range stuff and move on to plays and bits and pieces like mm-hmm. that um, as an entry level into uh, Commonwealth uh, sports and Olympic sports as well. Yeah, of course. Um, a, I mean, that's a, good, that's a really good point. You know, it, it is a way for you to maybe test your ability to be the next Commonwealth or Olympic champion. I mean, that, that is a possibility. You just never know. Well, the, the the clubs are getting bigger um, because, especially up in Scotland, they are getting bigger everywhere in general across the UK. But if they have done licensing come in, uh, of people that are wanting to keep their guns away, then maybe have a that a, was my next question. To join a club. <laughs> now, what? So, as an as advice from you with the air gun licensing that's coming in, um, just there mu- there must be quite a few people who are a little bit concerned about the air rifles that they have. What's what's your take on it? and What would you say to them? Well, the, the problem being is that if you, you if you if you've got an air rifle up your 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 loft, it's going to be an immediate offence once the licensing comes in. Uh, it's estimated that there's five hundred thousand air guns in Scotland. Uh, most of them will be in lofts. The, the 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 cost of the licensing is going to mean that a lot of people are just not going to bother with them. So you're either going to get rid of them. Uh, they will have an amnesty where you can hand them in. The air rifle clubs are starting to drop their prices a bit. Um, they are very, very cheap anyway. Most of them are something like a fiver or a ten or a month. Uh, but you are going to have to join a, a a club or have a shooting permission. So have a reason. Ha- so or have a good reason yeah. to do it. So the amount of air rifles is going to drop like a stone. Um, and it's a shame for people that maybe even can't afford a fiver or ten or a month. Um, but if you keep that, that that gun up in your loft, you're 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 committing an offence once the licensing. So people in. who have air rifles really do need to make sure that they're aware of the laws that are coming in. What's the best place um, to find those laws? Do you have them on your website? The new laws. Um, there's there's bits and pieces on the on the website, but if you go on to the facts page, yes, we might be having there. Alex on later, possibly, so he might be able to shed a bit of light on. All right, he'll be sitting with his Ricky Gervais T-shirt on. When he <laughs> he, uh, he's a big fan. So <laughs> we, yeah, yeah, and, and the annoy, really annoying thing. He's a big thing. fan of air rifles. He's got one of mine. He shoots it up his loft. So. <laughs> the, the really annoying thing, and Ricky he keeps coming back, is I used to like him. Yeah, me too. I, I really did. Right. I, I used to like. I used to listen to his podcast. Uh, admittedly, I only used to listen because Carl Pilkington was on there. But, yeah. but that, that was the only reason. I mean, I've, I've never liked them. I, I, I used to quite like the office, but mm. I always got too embarrassed and I had to walk away. 
Uh, <laughs> is that I, because I, it reminded you of yourself? <laughs> okay, boys, thanks for having me on. Oh, thanks yeah, so thank much you. for calling, Debbie. I uh, really I've been appreciate it. to the rest of your, your, your podcast. The Kai guy was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, no, well, uh, good, you check good, him out. Good check luck him out with on the YouTube. rest of it. Uh, mm. please, please, uh, please share us. I know that you guys have actually. Yeah, no, I appreciate what you've done. Yeah, already. Share it we, all know, the time. we know you okay, guys, guys have shared it. Thank you very keep, much for keep calling. Keep drinking your Iron Brew. Oh, yes, of course. I'm actually out of Iron Brew now. We need a top up. We need a top up. Okay, wow. what a great call that, again. That was a great call. Thank you, everyone what, everyone that's called so far. Uh, remember, the number is 0131-618-8885. And if you can't get through, uh, then try and call again. Uh, or if not, send us a message. The best thing to do is send us a message, and we will get it, and then we're aware that you're waiting to call. Yeah, that's definitely the best we, thing we've, we've now got seven, seven missed calls yeah. uh, during the last few conversations. So please call back. Um, if you've not heard, uh, if you've not got through to us, now we we do have a huge range of topics that we're we're covering slowly. Uh, we've still got more we want to talk about, don't we, Byron? Well, yeah. Oh, well, just as we were about yeah. to decide for you, here's another call. And thank you very much for listening to the show. As I said earlier on, this uh, was part of the live show that we did, the call-in show, where anybody could call in and. Uh, talk talk to us and uh, have discussions with us the second part of the show will be in two weeks time but if you can't wait that long then you can go on youtube right now on our youtube channel the pace brothers into the wilderness youtube channel and you can watch the whole show there that was recorded live and you can see us in the studio chatting to people when you're on the youtube channel don't forget to hit subscribe if you hit subscribe, then you get a notification when we put a new thing up. So obviously, a new podcasts will be going up, and in the future, they will be recorded. So there'll be something for you to actually watch while, uh, instead of the, the normal just uh, s- still screen. Uh, also, it, we have our series being launched in March. So we've just put up a trailer. So if you haven't seen our trailer... Go and have a look at it. It's on the YouTube channel. Just uh, type in Pace Brothers Into the Wilderness and you will see it there. But we'll also have an extended trailer coming up in the next week or two weeks before the before the British shooting show. So, yeah, probably the next two or three weeks there'll be an extended uh, trailer. So make sure you subscribe to our channel and you'll see it as soon as it goes up. Now, talking about the British shooting show, me and my brother will be there for the launch of our series. I will certainly be there. There's not 100% guarantee my brother will be there. But if you do see us around, come and say hello to us. More than happy for uh, you guys to come and say hello. It's great to meet new people. So uh, don't be afraid. And if you don't know what we look like, head over to our Facebook page. And uh, and you can have a look what me and my brother look like on there. Now, uh, I said earlier on, we now have two Facebook pages, which is the podcast page and our series page. Obviously, the series is just a way to launch, so we're trying to separate these uh, pages as quickly as we can. So if you haven't liked the podcast page already, give it a like, and uh, then you can keep up to date with the, the podcast stuff as well. The... The series will be launched at the British Shooting Show at the Vortex stand. Uh, that's the idea right now, anyway. And we not it won't necessarily be the first episode that you will be watching at the show. So you'll have to wait and see. And then uh, you'll get to see it before anyone else because it's actually only going to be released in March for the rest of the world. And it'll be available free on YouTube and Vimeo. We also have a Vimeo uh, channel as well on there if you want 
to find it, you can just type in the Pace Brothers Into the Wilderness, but the, the channel itself is actually called Pace Productions UK. So if you find that channel, there'll be a few other films as well on there that we've um, made for other people in the past. All good films, so give it a look and uh, you'll enjoy it. If you don't know what Vimeo is, Vimeo is basically... Uh, it's like YouTube, apart from there's no adverts on it. And also, you can download the content if if um well most people allow you so when our series come out comes out uh you will be able to download our series and take it with you if you're commuting or or anything like that which is uh which is pretty handy now don't forget that our uh, podcast is out every two weeks it's out on a thursday for uh the people that download on itunes and stitcher then it'll be out on a friday for everyone else so as most people download on itunes that's our biggest uh, audiences on itunes then uh, most of you get it early anyway now if you are on itunes don't forget to hit the subscribe button we have loads of subscribers so far so thank you very much for all our subscribers if you hit the subscribe button it means that it will automatically download onto your phone as soon as it um, is, is available now a big ask for all you iTunes people. Can you please, please, please rate our show? Give it five stars. Oh, I, I like to think you're going to give it five stars. Give it five sh- stars and a description. There's a few people that have done it already, which is great. Um, it basically means that when people are searching for our show, um, it comes up with a star rating and more people are more likely to find it. It's going to come up higher in the search rankings and so on. So if you could do that, that would be absolutely fantastic. Now, we will be doing a short show in between this show and uh, the next uh, part of the live show, only because there's hundreds of you that have already actually watched this live show on YouTube uh, or were involved in it. So we're going to give you something a little bit um, extra to tide you over until... uh, well basically to tide you over for the next few weeks which will be good now if you want to contact the show the show can be contacted through the podcast page or it can be done through our series page um, or you can email paceproductionsuk at gmail.com if you want any information whatsoever you can head on to paceproductionsuk.com and that has everything you want to know about the series that's coming out it's got all the podcast stuff on it and it also has all the rest of the films that we've been involved in making so until next time 